Amen. I wonder if you just turn to somebody next to you and say, why don't you speak to the mountain today? Amen. I wish you would just speak to the mountain today. Amen. Whatever you need, whatever you're going through, you can overcome. Amen. He said, you're going to have struggle. You're going to have trouble in the world because I had trouble. He said, but you're going to overcome because I overcame. Amen. You are overcomers in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want Amy and John to come up here. They have certificates waiting on them. Amen. Come on, Josh, Jessica. Oh, Josh is on. Let's go stand up here by Josh. Let's make it easy for him. We'll stand right here. That way he can keep playing and y'all don't feel weird. This is, this is the best ever. Anytime somebody goes through 12 lessons of exploring God's Word, we celebrate it, and uh, it's exciting. Amen? Exciting to see. And if you are wondering what that's all about, they went through a Bible study. Now, whenever they come to church and they hear the Word preached, they have a much better context of what the Bible's talking about because they've, they've got it all figured out in the big picture of what the Bible's talking about. So uh, you can do that, too, if you haven't yet. I would just challenge you. Amen get with somebody. We have plenty of people that will be willing to uh, do a Bible study with you. Amen. Amen. Today is a special day. It's Sunday that we uh, take a few moments and we remember, we think about uh, the memorial, and that is the memorial of those who have given their lives so that you and I could enjoy our freedom. Amen. How many of you are thankful for those who have sacrificed for our freedom? Amen. Amen. All of our servicemen and women uh, that are here and that are watching and those that have been here, we say thank you. And uh, we are so thankful for the sacrifices, not only that you have made, but your families have made. And uh, we recognize those who have fallen and uh, we want to just say thank you. Amen. I hope that you'll take some time this week just to reflect on the freedom that you have. Amen. And be thankful for it. Be thankful for those who gave their lives so that you could have it. Man, God is so good. I heard some really awesome reports. I've been gone. I was in Costa Rica uh, last Sunday preaching a convention. And, um, you know, you say Costa Rica and people think vacation. It, it was anything but a vacation. Uh, and, and we worked hard while we were there. Uh, nothing seemed to go right. Literally, the clutch went out. I called Brother uh, Hicks last Sunday, right before you guys were getting, I, I called him, the clutch went out in the, the truck that I was driving, uh, like 10 minutes before I got to the convention. It, it was just one of those weeks. And uh, yeah, anybody ever had one of those weeks? Just one of those weeks. And, uh, you know, so all kinds of crazy things happen. But while I was there, I hear good things were happening here. Uh, I hear that uh, Alex got baptized last Sunday here. Amen. We're thankful for that. And Reverend Cooper did an awesome job from, from every report that I got. Amen. It's, it's sad. I've been so busy, I haven't even had a chance to go back and watch the archive yet. That's, that's how busy it's been. But I'm so thankful. And then also, uh, 
those of you that helped and supported the Phillips family during their time of loss. Uh, we lost Brother Phillips. Many of you knew that. And then they had his funeral on Tuesday. And uh, those of you that supported, showed up, took food, whatever you did, thank you so much. Amen. We uh, love and appreciate the Phillips family. We're going to continue to pray for them and keep them, amen, on the forefront of our thoughts and prayers. And then uh, Lisa spoke last Sunday in Louisville, did an awesome job, and Chris got baptized. Amen. Amen. And uh, somebody said to me, they said, does that make you nervous when people do good when you leave? I said, no, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel real good. I'm not intimidated in the least. I'm happy. I, I think I should go away more often. Amen. It's awesome. Amen. If y'all would let me, I'd probably just let them just take over, you know. let, let every, We've got good people trained, and we need to let them uh, do what they're being trained in ministry to do. And uh, so we're thankful for them, thankful for what God is using them to do. Thankful for all of you. I want to say thank you for uh, Julia. I'm sure she'll, she'll be telling you thank you and giving thank yous. But uh, everybody that showed up and supported Julia yesterday at her graduation and then came and sweated with us at the graduation party. Um, the only consolation was you got to enjoy smoked meat. So, you know, I guess it's not too bad. Amen. But thank you so much. Amen for supporting her, supporting our family, and uh, we just—it's uh, it, just a—it's a, one of those challenging things for a dad, you know, uh, knowing that you can only do so much to prepare your children, and uh, you guys, some of you know how that feels, and uh, so you just kind of put them in in God's hands and trust that He knows what's best. Amen. And uh, so, just you know, if you see me get a little weird in the next year because you know my daughter's becoming an adult, then just, you know, like, hey, just chalk it up to that. All right. Some of you are like, but you're weird anyways, Pastor. You're right. You're right. If you have your Bibles, if you would, I'm not going to keep you standing a long time, but if you would, let's stand and we're going to read a few verses of scripture. Exodus chapter 14. If you would turn with me to Exodus 14. We're going to read Exodus 14, verses 15 and 16. I had a series message that I was going to preach today, and uh, late Friday night, God dealt with me about preaching this message to you, and uh, I don't know who it's for, to be honest with you. I have no idea. I didn't know who's going to be here and who's going to be gone this Sunday. Uh, it's one of those kind of weekends where sometimes people have to travel, um, family, vacations, getaways, graduations. There's all kinds of things going on. So um, if you're here and this hits you square between the eyes, I didn't do it on purpose. And uh, it's, it's God. He's after you today. So um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully uh, you'll just receive it as that and won't be like, oh, pastor's trying to call me out. But today I want to preach out of just a few texts of scriptures. And I want to kind of back up what I'm saying because there's proof. I've got proof. And I'm going to show you at the end today. I've got proof. I've preached this message before, similar, uh, and it works. It works. The Word of God works. Amen. You can try all kinds of pills and uh, all kinds of different things out there, remedies, you know, uh, herbs and, uh, you know, exercise and diet and all. It's all great. And I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm just telling you what I'm going to preach you today. It works. It works. Amen. 
So Exodus chapter 14, verses 15 and 16, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. <clears throat> kind of weird. They're going to part the waters, and the ground is going to be dry. I don't know about you, but even after it rains, even after there's been water, it doesn't get dry automatically, right? So this is going to be not natural. And then I want to draw your attention to 2 Kings. Let's turn over a few uh, pages to 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 9, then we'll read also verses 15 through 20. It says this, So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they fetched a compass of seven days' journey, and there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. Now let's go down to verse 15. And this is what the king says, And now bring me a, or the man of God says, Bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet the valley, that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. But this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. And ye shall smite every fenced city and every choice city, and shall fell every good tree, and stop all wells of water. And mar every good piece of land with stones. And it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered that behold, there came water by the way of Edom and the country was filled with water. In one portion of scripture, we read where the water was going to dissipate and there was going to be dry ground. In the other, we read where there's dry ground and there's going to be water. It doesn't matter what you need. It doesn't matter how you need it. It doesn't matter where you're at. God's got it. Amen. God's got it. Amen. And now, if you would, let's jump to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 20, and also verse 21. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. She had a need. She had something that she could not take care of. Uh, other places in the scripture record she had spent all the money that she had on doctors trying to get this need fixed. Amen. But she said, if I could just touch his garment, I shall be whole. And then Matthew 14, verse 34. And when they were gone over, they came into a land of Gennesaret. When the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Never before this woman said, if I may but touch. But once this woman said, if I can just touch 
the hem of Jesus' garment. I know that I can be made whole. Then it started to be a thing. And every place Jesus went, people were like, if we can just touch, if we can just get close enough, we can touch the hem. And everybody that touched the hem of his garment was made whole. I want to talk to you today on this very simple subject, the possibilities beyond visible reality. The possibilities beyond visible reality. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for what you've already spoken into our hearts and into our spirits in this place. And God, we pray that you would move in a mighty way, Lord, in the next few moments, God, to help us to believe you, Lord, for the possibilities that are beyond our visible reality. And God, that we would see the supernatural in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Everything that has gone on today, uh, it's kind of funny because I didn't really look at the service schedule. I didn't know exactly what was going to take place. Didn't know exactly what the choir was singing. I wasn't here for choir practice. I didn't know that they were going to sing what I was going to preach. I didn't know that uh, some of the songs that had been selected for today were going to be exactly what I was going to preach. And, and you may say, well, that's just, you know, that's just weird. That's, that's okay. No big deal. But I would say that each and every one of us in this place has something that we have to deal with. We have something that we have to deal with. There is a visible reality that you have to deal with. Amen? How many of you, how many of you sometimes do not like the visible reality? I don't like visible reality. You know, sometimes uh, I look in the mirror and I, I really don't like visible reality. I got my hair cut a couple weeks ago and... I looked in the mirror, and I was like, man, where did all that stuff come from, you know? And started looking, and there's gray hairs popping out here, and some of you are like, oh, don't worry, it gets better. I know, I know. But, but sometimes I'm, I'm wondering uh, why we have to deal with some of the things that we have to deal with. And you, you say, well, you know, God, God knows what he's doing. He's got you in the right place, and it, it's great, but we all have to deal with visible reality. I mean, last Sunday, I told you just a little bit ago, I was, in, I was doing God's work. I was on my way to preach. There was a convention of people waiting on me, and I almost didn't make it because that truck, whenever I put it in gear, would not go. God is my witness. I'm not making stuff up. I mean, I'm spiritual and everything, but I had to deal with visible reality. I was like, oh, Lord, <laughs> What are we going to do? Hey, Brother Hicks, what do we do? I was like, pull into a gas station? Uh, can, I, can I do something? Is there a temporary fix? Luckily, I rolled into the, the convention, literally, just coasted in. And that was visible reality. There are, there are times when your visible reality is not pretty, and it's not what you would have hoped for. Amen. The doctor might tell you, you got cancer. That's, that's visible reality. The, 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 the child that runs away from home or, or does something that just rips your heart out and you're, just, you're, you're almost just kind of dumbfounded by the whole situation and you're, you're just like, man, what do I do? That's, that's visible reality. You know, I, I used to... Uh, it used to be kind of one of those things where you would hear about it through the grapevine. You know, somebody would tell somebody else. And so, now, all I have to do is spend about 30 seconds on Facebook, right? And I see visible reality. I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe. 
Look, I'm all for, if you want to have stupid moments, have stupid moments. Just don't post them on Facebook. I mean, you don't know how disheartening it is to your pastor to see your stupid moments on Facebook. Don't be, don't be excited about those. Don't glory in your shame. You know, if you have a bad moment, have a bad moment, repent, get over it, and, and keep on serving God. But don't post it on Facebook. Amen. There, there, should, there should be a filter for stupidity on Facebook. I'm, I'm off topic. i got to get back on topic. So there are things that you deal with. A house that burns down, you know, you lose everything. That's visible reality. Right? You, you have to deal with it. We, we had trusses that were falling in. I mean, we literally could see the cracks in the ceiling. You go up and you see and they're separated. And now they're just sitting out there and we're waiting on... Uh, the lawyers should do what they do, and that's visible reality. I, I almost, I don't cuss, but I almost want to cuss at those things every time I go past them. I'm like, you stupid trusses, you know, and I, I just get upset and I get frustrated. That's visible reality. That's what we deal with, right? And, and you know, you got people that are close to you that say hurtful things and it hurts you emotionally. Maybe they hurt you or abuse you physically, and, and that's visible reality, and that's, that's not any fun to deal with. And if you're in the, one of those kind of situations, I, I would you know, strongly, strongly encourage you to get out of that situation. You know, if there's any way for you to get up and out of that situation, do it, because uh, you, you're too special to be hurt, amen? You're too special to be uh, taken advantage of like that. So if somebody's hurting you physically and uh, verbally or, uh, you know, emotionally abusing you, then you need to do something about it. And there are times when we collectively, as a church and uh, as a group, we face things that we don't want to face. You know, we, we, we saw Brother Phillips up here singing with us, worshiping with us, and then a couple days later, he's having brain surgery, and then a month later, he's having another brain surgery, and then within weeks, he's gone. That's visible reality. These are not things that we like to embrace. These are not things that we like to deal with. And, and you might think, well, I'm the only one that's going through what I'm going through. The devil is a liar. Amen. Each and every one in this building has some things about their visible reality that they wish could be different. There's not one person in here. And, you know, we, we've got uh, people that, you know, you're in here and the, the doctors tell you different things. You know, the doctor may tell you you can't have children or you lost a child at, a, at an early age. That's visible reality. Visible reality is whatever you see and whatever you experience that is happening in the natural realm. And sometimes it's hard for us to deal with the fact that there's more than just what we see. Because so much of our life is predicated on what we see. So many of our decisions are predicated on just what we see. The things that are tangible, the things that we can taste and touch and feel and see, those are how we make our decisions most of the time. And I know some of you, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe boring you, but stay with me because this visible reality can be depressing. Amen? You, you can work and work and work and sometimes it seems like you're not getting anywhere and that's visible reality. But 
Too many times I think the apostolic church of today forgets that there is more than just visible reality. Amen. There's more than just the natural realm that you see. There's more going on than, than just you know, the old thing that says what, there's more than meets the eye, right? There's, there's more than meets the eye when it comes to reality. And, and some people say, I have to deal with this, Pastor. It's just my reality. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to just be honest with you. Uh, there are days when my reality gets to me. You know? Bills, life, and I wish I wish somebody knew what I was preaching today. I wish you could feel my heart right now. We we walk in and we you know I, I'll be can I just be transparent with you? Can I be really transparent? I mean it's just us here, right? And Facebook Live, but uh, I was so excited whenever we were getting the the church fixed. Like, we were going through that, and, you know, I kept, people would tell me, hey, pastor, it's going to be great, and we're going to be, you know, we're going to be plugged in, and we're going to have so many people are going to get on board, and this thing's going to just explode, right? And so I was thinking, man, all of our good people, they're, they're just going to jump in with both feet, and we're going to be bringing people, and we're going to be seeing things happen on a regular basis on every Sunday. And then there have been some Sundays, and I've been like, Here's the church without our steeple. Open it up and where's all the people? I'm just, I told you I was being transparent. That's, that was my visible reality. I was like, okay, God, we got this building fixed for a reason. But that was my visible reality. And sometimes my visible reality gets to me and I'm like, God, you're going to have to do something. I don't know what you're doing. You're going to have to do something. And, and it's at these times that we have to challenge ourselves to see beyond what we actually see. To go beyond what we think we know. Because there's more than meets the eye. There's more to this reality than the visible reality. The visible reality may be uh, screaming at you and maybe uh, calling you a loser and a failure and you'll never be able to make it, but there's more than visible reality. That's why we're called to live by faith and walk by faith and not by side. That's what the challenge is. Because so many times we get sucked into believing that it's just always going to be bad, but there's more than meets the eye. Amen. You've got to see, amen, the impossible. You've got to believe the invisible is possible and it will happen. Amen. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, the funny thing to me is the older I get, it seems like I used to think that at this point, everything is figured out, everything, I got it all, no problems, you know, people uh, that, that I knew that were men of God and pastored, and they were my age, the age that I am now, they seem like they just had it figured out, and I don't have it figured out, I don't even, some days, I don't know if I have a clue, right, 
I'm like, God, I'm faithful. I'm living for you. I'm, I'm, I'm not committing horrible crimes or sins. And I, okay, I'm just going to be faithful. And sometimes visible reality stinks. It really does. It stinks, especially when there's garbage involved. It, it's horrible. And sometimes you just have to deal with it. But here's the thing. I have come to the conclusion that God does not want me to be a little dependent on Him. He really wants me to be totally dependent on Him. And so as long as there's some self-dependency, and it, as long as there's some, some little bit, oh, I can take care of this. I got this, God. Just let me do it. He'll let me. And I'll mess it up. And my visible reality will get worse. We have to walk by faith. Do you know that the first apostolic church, the one that we read about in the book of Acts and the disciples of Jesus, they learn how to trust God beyond visible reality. And I've been talking about it for a long time, but I, I, I know that God is doing this to us because I'm saying, God, we want to be a church like the early church. He's like, okay, that's a, that's a tall order. Let's do it. And so then we have to learn how to live beyond visible reality. We have to extend our faith to the possibilities that go beyond our visible reality. If you're looking at your situation in the natural, you will always be depressed. Some people are like, oh, depression is not from God. It's, it's not, but... It's kind of our fault sometimes because he's like, just walk by faith. And we're like, yeah, let's walk by faith. And then we look at the natural, the visible, and what do we do? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, this is so bad. I don't know how this could ever get better. Can you believe what I'm going through? And we are the light of the world. We are the city on a hill. We are the candle that shouldn't be put under a bushel. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're a bunch of dimwicks sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we're not shining because we're not walking by faith. If we don't have the money in the bank and everything isn't just cool, we have a hard time smiling at people in the store. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Our visible reality has got us so depressed. It's got us so upset. We can't even walk by faith. Amen. And walking by faith is the requirement that we have to, to live by. He said the just shall live by faith. So if we are lacking faith, it's because we haven't extended our belief of who God is and what He's capable of doing and how great He really is. And amen, sometimes our eyes get so fixed on the natural, on the small, irritating and depressing facts of life, but there's more than meets the eye. Amen. There's something beyond our visible reality. There's got to be more than this. Look at your neighbor, tell him, say, there's got to be more than this. Amen. There's got to be more than this. Some of you, before you go buck wild, thinking I'm saying leave your spouse or, you know, do something stupid. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying we got to learn how to live by faith. 
We, we got to learn how to, well, I, you know, I, I don't know, Pastor. I think if I had a different spouse. No, the problem is not your spouse. The problem is probably your attitude. No, it's my spouse's attitude. Maybe it's both. <laughs> it's warm in here today. So Moses and Israel, they come to the Red Sea. We read about it in Exodus 14. And, and God says, look, this is what I want to do. He said, I want to open up the Red Sea and I want dry ground to be there. Really? I'd settle for just, you know, mud just so we can get away from I don't care. No, dry ground is what was needed because they had, they had carts and they had you know, animals and livestock and they had little kids and they had elderly. They, they had all kinds of people trying to cross that Red Sea, and there's no way they could cross if it wasn't dry ground. And God knew what they needed, and they didn't see a way. All they saw was a Red Sea, and God said, wait a second, there's something beyond what you see. There's something beyond the visible reality of what's here. But God, this is a sea. Anybody ever stood at the ocean? Like literally just stood at the ocean and the waves crashing. You're like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> the waves crashing. Can you imagine needing to walk across that ocean? That's where they were. They were closed in. Pharaoh's armies were coming for them. And they're standing there on the shores. And I don't know what to do. That's a depressing, visible reality. And it, when, when life seems like it's crashing in on you and there's no hope and there's no escape, maybe I'm preaching just to myself today. I don't know. I, I'm just telling you that there's more, amen, than what we see. There's, there's something beyond just the natural realm that we've got to be aware of in this house today. We read the other scripture in 2 Kings 3 where Elisha comes and, and they're, they're trying to fight and they can't fight this battle because they have no water and people are about to just start passing out everywhere because it's just so hot. And, and, and if you've ever been in the desert, if you've ever been in hot, humid, uh, just dry conditions, not humid, but dry conditions, arid is what I was looking for, and, and it's so, uh, so just... Like, it just takes your breath away sometimes. You're just like, and you can't, you can't, like, your mouth goes dry, and you're just, you're just, you're, you're like, hopeless. You're just, I'm physically exhausted. If I don't get water, I'm going to die. And that's how these soldiers were. They were trying to have physical energy in this really, really hot climate. And, and so they called for the man of God. And the man of God comes and he says, I need some music. And so the music comes and starts playing. When the music starts playing, the, the, the hand of God comes upon the man of God and he starts talking and he says, you know what? Uh, this is what God says. He says, you start digging ditches and, and I'm going to fill this whole valley. And they were kind of like, really? We're about to pass out now? And you want us to break out the shovels and the spades? And, you know, how is that going to help us? Because if they hadn't dug the ditches, there would have been nowhere for the water to go. Sometimes you, you've got to go beyond the realm of visible reality and you've got to make room for the supernatural in your life. That's what I'm talking to somebody about today. You, you've got to dig some ditches and say God is able to do 
the exceeding abundant that he promised that he would do. I don't see it right now, but I'm going to make some room for it. Amen? I'm going to make some room for it in my life. I I want to make some room in my family. I I want to make some room, come on somebody, in my church and in my life group. I want to make some room for God to do what only he can do. I'm going to set him up so that he can do a miracle. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And then we read the woman with the issue of blood, right? And she comes and she's had this same problem for years and she, can't, uh, she cannot get through this. this she's, she's continually uh, going through this, this problem and she's gone to the doctors and, and the doctors can't fix it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There are, there are things out there that the doctor can't fix right now. There are things that they haven't figured out how to take care of, and the doctor can't fix it. And she said, if I could just, just get a hold of the, the hem of the garment of Jesus, if I, if I could just get close enough to Jesus that I could reach out and, and touch His garment, then, then I know that I would be made whole. Man, we know the story. She reaches and she touches and, and, and he says, virtue has gone out of me. Something has happened. And his disciples said, well, everybody's touching you. Every, I mean, look at the crowd. Jesus, everybody's bumping in. He said, no, somebody touched me. There's difference between being in a crowd and really touching Jesus. Amen. You can bump into Jesus at every service that you come into. You can kind of nudge up against him in every service, but there's a, a desperation that comes on people whose visible reality is so depressing that they can't take it anymore and they say Jesus I know if I can just touch you today I know if I can just reach out and I can get a hold of something that my life is going to change because there's a possibility beyond my visible reality there's something that you want to do in my life amen amen and I I could go on and on there's several I've just given you a few today amen you you've got uh, you know, David and Goliath, you got Paul and Silas, you have Elisha in 2 Kings 6 and, and his servant, you got Peter and John going to the temple and the guy comes and, you know, give us, give me alms. And he's like, we don't, we don't have silver and gold. We, we don't have that. Typical preachers. We're out of money. Amen. But what, what we do have is something beyond the visible. And we, you need to just stand on up and, and in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to be whole. And he stands up and he's made whole. There's so many uh, types of things. you got Peter in prison and, and people go to prayer and they're praying and they don't even believe what they're seeing because visible reality says Peter's locked up and he's going to die tomorrow. Amen. And the, the damsel comes to the door and she says, Peter's at the door. No, he's not. Because visible reality was telling them, amen, something was so bad bad. It couldn't get better. And I don't know what the devil has lied to you. Amen. Coming into this service, coming into this weekend that you are not able to handle. But the devil is a liar. There is possibility beyond your visible reality. You need to say, yes, there is. I believe it. I will walk by faith. Hallelujah. There's a possibility for you beyond what you see today. And the devil doesn't want you to believe it. The devil doesn't want you to receive that. He doesn't want you to accept that in your spirit. Amen. Because as long as he can keep you depressed, as long as he can keep you upset with your visible reality, you are going to just come to church. 
You'll just show up when you're supposed to show up and you'll leave when you're supposed to leave and nothing will ever change. And it's lifeless Christianity because we learn how to walk by sight and not by faith. And that's our problem because God is saying there's so much more beyond what you see. There's so much more that I want to do in your life. You can't see it, but I've got it in store for you. I've got a, I've got a blessing. I've got a miracle. The devil doesn't want you to believe that. He wants you to think, oh, no, that's just pastor. He's just trying to get you hyped up on, the, on a holiday weekend. No, I'm telling you, God gave me this message to speak to somebody. There, I'm going to say it with absolute certainty. There is a miracle that's going to take place because of this service today. I believe it in my spirit. I know that God gave me this message. I've seen God do it before, and I know that he will do it again. Amen. So this is what I want you to do right now. I want you to, whatever that thing is, whatever that situation, I want you to preach to yourself for just a moment. Amen. I'm just about to quit, but, but I want you to preach to yourself for just a moment. The, the, when you're outside, your visible reality is, and you're starting to speak negative things, and you're talking all kinds of negative junk, and this never get better, and I just can't believe this, and, blah, 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 and you're saying all these negative things. I want you to do the opposite right now. I want you to preach to yourself about it, and I want you to say things are going to get better. God knows exactly where I am. He sees beyond what I see today. He's got blessing in store for me. He's got a miracle laid up for me. I know that I can't see it, but I sure can believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above what I ask or think. Amen. There are possibilities today for me beyond my visible reality. Amen. Preach to yourself. Go ahead. Just preach to yourself for just a moment. It, it may look funny talking to yourself, but preach to yourself for just a moment. What is it that visible reality has made you sick at your stomach? And you just, you, I don't know how I'm going to be able to deal with this. And I, I can't. God has got you here for a reason. You didn't come here today by accident, but God, amen, wants to do a miracle in your life. He wants to extend your vision beyond, amen, your visible reality to the reality that only God knows about. Hallelujah. Amen. What is it? Preach to yourself. Tell yourself right now, I'm dealing with this reality. Maybe it's physical pain. Maybe it's emotional hurt. Maybe it's financial strain. Maybe it's a, a lack spiritually. Maybe uh, you're going through something right now and you don't know how it's going to work out. I want you to preach to yourself right now. And I want you to say, God is able God is able. There's more than what I see. God is able. Amen. I'm called to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Is your problem too big for God? No. No. God's too big for your problem. Amen. Your problem's not too big for God. You've got to expand your thinking. Amen. You've got to allow God to whisper into your spirit today, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible. Amen. We believe in the impossible. He is an impossible working God. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. Hallelujah. Amen. There's possibilities beyond what you can see right now. I want you just to say it. I want you to say He is able. Come on, say it and believe it. God is able. 
Come on, say it like a preacher. Believe it in your spirit. God is able. God is able. God is able. In my situation, God is able. In my trial right now, God is able. I know I'm being tested, but I'm going to have a testimony. I I know that I'm going through something hard right now, but I'm going to come out victorious because there's possibility beyond my visible reality. Amen. So what is your response? You can be seated. I'm, I'm closing. Your response, if you really believe it. If you really believe. Now, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm narrowing the message down. There's only going to be some people who get this today. If you really believe it, the woman with the, the, this issue of blood, this blood disease, she refused to accept visible reality. She knew that there was an alternative. She, do, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She pressed on until she said, I know this is what's going to happen. I know that God is going to give me what I am needing today. And so her faith and her belief was not only her blessing, but I want you to pick up the story where we read uh, many other people in Matthew chapter 14 because one woman said, I'm not stopping. I'm going to go all the way. Amen. I'm going to trust God because I know that it's possible. She blazed a trail. Amen. She pioneered. Amen. This new method of belief and faith. And if I can just get to Jesus. And as she reached out, amen, she did not know that she was going to open up the door for many other people, amen, to receive a miracle, to receive their blessing, to receive their healing, amen. It might be that your miracle, it might be that your blessing, amen, is not just about you, and God may be trying to do something in you today that will build faith in other people, that other people will see, and then they will say, I want to know how it is that happened in your life. I couldn't see how that was going to happen, but God has done something amazing in you. Amen. You've got to quit feeling sorry for yourself right now. Everybody say right now. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. It's easy. Amen. I know sometimes you get up and you feel like you've been run over by a truck, but quit feeling sorry for yourself right now. Amen. If you feel sorry for yourself, you're not going to get anywhere because the devil comes to the pity party. Amen. The devil comes to that, well, uh, woe is me and I'll never be anything. Why? Because he feeds that. Amen. He loves you to eat negativity and so he'll show up. You got to quit feeling sorry for yourself right now. You got to quit saying, oh God, why? Why? Why am I going through this? And you just have faith. God, I don't know why I'm going through it, but I know you can handle it. I, I don't know why this situation has come, but I know that you are big enough to see me through. You haven't failed me before, and you're not going to fail me now. You've Come on, somebody. You never let me down, and you're not going to start now. Come on, quit feeling sorry for yourself and have faith in God. Look at your neighbor tell him, say, don't feel sorry for yourself. You're an overcomer. There's possibility beyond your visible reality. Come on, tell them right now for me. Say, there's possibility beyond your visible reality. Amen. I'm preaching this for a reason today. The first time that I preached this at this church, we prayed, I think it was the first time I preached this at this church, we prayed for Alex. This is Geta's sister-in-law. This is Alex's uh, Manfred's 
wife. Anybody know who I'm talking about? A couple of you do? I'm going to show you a picture in a minute, and then everybody will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Lovely Geta here in the back, mother of Tyresha and Jessica. She has wonderful family. They live in Germany. They visited, and Alex and Manfred had been trying to have children for years, and uh, they were not able to have children, and I preached this message. I, I, God gave it to me to preach then, and I preached it then. And I said, in the message, I said, today we are going to pray for Alex to have a baby. Anybody, was anybody here when I said that? Y'all know. Okay, so y'all remember. So we're going to pray for Alex. Have, do you have the picture? Could you put it up? This is what happened. Nope, wrong picture. <laughs> there you go. Sophia is here today because somebody was willing to believe that there's possibility beyond visible reality. Don't tell me that God can't do it. This is His Word. He says walk by faith and not by sight. He wants you to get your eyes off of just what you see. He wants you to look into the realm of what's possible. Amen. Not just what's visible, but what's possible. And say, God, I believe that you are able... Look what God did. Isn't she beautiful? Sophia is beautiful. Man, what a sweet girl. Look at that. Don't tell. God can do it. He does it right. Amen. When God does it, he does it right. Amen. The doctors told Samantha Campbell, many of you remember, she was here. She gave her testimony. And Samantha said, I was brutally stabbed. I'll just kind of give you the quick version. She was brutally stabbed as a teenager. She was left for dead. I don't even remember. It was so many times she got stabbed. The doctor said, you will never be able to have children. They're now missionaries, are missionaries to Costa Rica, Luke and Samantha. Doctor said, you won't be able to. She was, they were doing deputation, traveling, raising money to go uh, back to Costa Rica. She got, she got pregnant, and the, the, the pregnancy was, uh, I'll, I'll just make a short, very short story. It was very painful. It, it did not work. It kind of uh, stopped right after it started kind of deal, and it, it was very painful, very painful for their families, very painful for them, but... I told them when they were here with us, I said, look, no, I told them at camp, I told them in our camper, I said, I said, look, this is what I feel like God's going to do. I feel like God, as soon as you guys get back to Costa Rica, when you guys get there and you're on site, I said, you're going to, you guys are going to move into that dimension of what God has for you and you're going to have a child. And they said, you know what, we believe that somebody else has, has said that to us too. And we believe that. Well, guess what? Asher's here. Amen. We can't get stuck in what the doctors say is not possible. We can't get stuck. Amen. Look at baby Asher. Isn't he beautiful? Amen. You can't get stuck in what the devil says. Oh, that's not possible. It's not going to happen. All things are possible. We serve a God of the impossible. Amen. We serve a God that, that all things are possible. There's nothing that's too hard for him. Amen. You, would you stand with me? There are some of you that are here today, and God is calling you to look beyond the realm of the visible. I know your visible is, is tough. Man, look at that. Just look at that. What a miracle. It's not just a miracle. It's amazing. That's amazing. 
I wish you could understand what God's trying to speak to you today. This is visible proof to you that when the doctors say there's no way, there's no hope, it won't happen, God says, but it did. And it does. Amen. I could keep telling you story after story. These are the easy ones to tell you because there's proof. How many of you know I have a friend, he pastors, we're not exactly alike, but he's a good guy, Brian Young. He pastors over in Manchester. And one general conference service several years ago when it was in Louisville in 2011, I went, to, I went to them right after the service. And I don't know why God had me tell them, but I told them, I said, look, next time, next year, this time, you guys are going to have a kid. They had been trying for years to have a kid. I said, next time this year, you're going to have a kid. Now Andy's here. And now Andy has a little sister. Why? Because when the doctors say things aren't possible, God says it is possible. God says it is possible. Whatever you are having trouble believing God for today, maybe it's somebody in your family. Amen. You say, well, I don't know that they're so stubborn and they're so difficult and I don't know if they'll ever turn their lives over to God. You know what God's Word says? It says He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You need to start praying and fasting for them. Amen. You need to start praying and fasting and believing. It is possible. I'm not saying you should go nag them, but you need to start praying, fasting, and believing. And when you start praying and fasting, God will say, let me show you what's possible. And he'll start circling. Come on, somebody. He'll start circling everything in their life, everything that's going on. And they'll say, I couldn't help but go back to the house of God. I couldn't go, but I couldn't go anywhere without being miserable. I had to get my life right with God. I'm telling you, God can do it. God can do it. You say, but I don't know if I can trust Him. I don't know if I can believe. That's part of our problem is we walk by sight. And that's the challenge today is don't walk by sight. There's possibility beyond the visible reality. So today as we open up this altar, there are those of you that you're going to come today and and there are going to be things that are going to change in your life. I'm not trying to prophesy over anybody today. I'm not telling you what I think is going to happen, but I know that there are legitimate needs in this house today. Amen. There are lives that need to be put back together, families that need to be put back together. There are situations that only God can do. There are those here today that, amen, the devil's lied to you and said you're not good enough to receive the Holy Ghost, and that devil is a liar. Amen. God wants to fill you with His Spirit. There are those of you here today that God wants to do things that you can you you just dreamed about and hoped maybe they could happen and he said I can do more than you can ask or think what is impossible for God what is impossible for God I ask you what is impossible for God If nothing is impossible for God, then why don't you step out of your seat today and whatever visible reality has depressed you about, why don't you just say, God, I'm turning it over to you today. I'm trusting you and I want you to start naming what you believe that God is going to do. If you can name it, amen, name it. If you you can believe it, believe it today. Amen. And put it out there. Say, God, I'm trusting you. And don't doubt. Amen. Don't doubt. You've seen visible proof. Amen. I didn't have to show you that, but you've seen visible proof today that God can do more than your visible reality.